into the contest. It's Wednesday the 14th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shad Wicker here filling in for Tim who's away at the moment counting his diamonds in his gigantic <laughs> vault full of all of his precious gems. The rich, rich man that he is. Joined of course by Shane Lee. How you doing Shane-o? Timmy's having his first day off in about 29 years I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, um, I, I know uh, it's getting down towards the point of this rugby league season but one of your teams is still in there. Uh, I've got a couple of my teams still in there I believe, yeah. <laughs> uh, you were at the game weren't you? The South Roosters game. Did you get carded while you were there? I thought someone in the crowd would have gotten a card as well for behaviour. Well, no, I was sitting up in a nice <laughs> box actually. It was, um, it's a fantastic stadium uh, first and foremost, but um, mm. it was a brutal game of football and a, and, a, and a brutal crowd too. It was, um, I don't know what it was like to be a uh, centurion, but it, it felt like you're, you're part of that sort of setup. It's closest to state of origin as you can get in that match. 100%. Now, look, we've got a lot to get into for sports today. We're going to be covering cricket, AFL, a little bit of NRL, and of course, the boxing arena is lighting up. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. All right, Shana, let's talk about cricket, all right? There's a captaincy job on the line at the moment. Who's going to get it? Will we get one of the controversial stars from five years ago? What are your thoughts at the moment when we hear that Dave Warner is ready for a leadership role at Cricket Australia? Yeah, well, Timmy and I spoke about this briefly yesterday. Dave Warner has now called out Cricket Australia and said his phone is on. He's ready for the phone call. Look, he really wants this job. Um, And I think at the age of 35, where um, David Warner is in his career, they should lift that life ban and give him the leadership. I think if he leads the team in the next World Cup, the 50-over format, we will win it. He'll score the most runs. He's the right man for the job. Pat Cummins has come out and said it's pretty uh, impossible for someone to captain all three formats. Why is that? Well, it's just too much. It's just too much cricket. And um, it's hard not just for a batsman, but for, for an opening bowler like Pat Cummins, it's it's physically impossible for him. He needs to have games off to rest his body. Otherwise, he will break down and... Um, he's worth too much to that Australian cricket team. Right. But now, why why Warner over Smith? Because Smith was the captain. Yeah, well, I think Steve Smith um, thinks that he's potentially the next one to retire himself, um, even though he was right. the leading run scorer in the last uh, series versus New Zealand. But Steve Smith will start to maybe walk away from the 50-over format and then focus purely on test cricket and possibly T20. I think Dave Warner's got more of a fire in his belly and wants to you know, put behind him those issues that he had with Sandpaper Gate. And I'll tell you what, Cricket Australia will be smart to do this because if they don't, there's going to be one hell of a tell-all book at the end of Dave Warner's career. Well, I feel like you're going to get that anyway, yeah, aren't you? Maybe. But I've, I think it's it's fascinating, though, is the blowback is what they're obviously concerned about. And I think it would be very interesting if, a Dame War, if Dave Warner captains an Australian cricket side that goes over to South Africa. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, like, I think that's going to maybe be fascinating to watch. <laughs> 
yeah. Uh, look, let's have a look ahead at the world game of football. Uh, Ange Postacoglu. Look, uh, the the Premier League. How's this looking for him? Well, it's looking pretty good. Like he is at the top of his game now, and um, to take Celtic from twenty, I think it was twenty five points behind. Um, Rangers in 2020-21 to triumph for last season was a huge effort. He's at the top of his game. Um, there's rumours going around that Brighton, who don't have a manager at the moment, are sort of trying to get Ange to come down there. But the Scottish uh, the Scottish people are saying, look, we don't want Ange to go, but if he does go, he could aim higher than Brighton. Don't go to a second-rate um, EPL club, which is still still, yeah. still a good effort. Aim for one of the big ones. He might get that in the future. And I think that's a pretty pretty good advice. No, I agree. I mean, he's playing in the Champions yep. League, which is an audition himself at Correct. the moment for many different clubs. I'd be like, no way, Brighton. I, and I've been to Brighton too. It's a shit beach. let's have a look at AFL Uh, this is great news ahead of the finals for the Lions fans Barry free to play after getting his charge overturned at the tribunal yeah huge huge thing for the Lions here Barry a key uh, midfielder had his tribunal overturned Um, he was cleared of any suspected eye gouge and then so that that allows him now to suit up against Geelong which is obviously it's it's a knockout match being a, a prelim one but uh, look they're still going to have to be on their game uh, the Lions to compete with Geelong who are a very very good and consistent team oh they'll be giant beaters two weeks yep. in a row I mean if the Lions can somehow make it to the final here it'd be one of the most impressive oh. efforts uh, like we've seen in quite some time the, the, the names that they've had to beat to get there um, but also can we, it's, can, we, can we bring the AFL to the uh, grand final to Brisbane. Well, we did do it once, and they <laughs> fell. They fell short the game before, so that was a bit disheartening. Um, but I tell you what, though, what I've been liking from the AFL tribunal, just the AFL in general, in the lead up through the finals, is uh, they have been seemingly more willing to hear the defence to overturn mm. than they have been to like really stamp down. And I think one of the reasons for that is that they are so heavily associated with precedents. So one of the reasons he got off was obviously because of the self defence. Is what he was yeah. saying. He was pretty much getting a forearm to the throat when he was uh, when his hands happened to go up into the eyes. But um, and they they kind of accepted that. They also had the marathon session when the when we had Carlton trying to get players off uh, in ahead of the final round of the season, which is you know something that the NRL should probably look at in terms of consistency. Oh. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, also, trade uh, rumors around the AFL. A few dominoes set to fall for Luke Jackson. Well, Luke Jackson, uh, the ruckman utility. Um playing for Melbourne, uh, has requested a return to his home state of Western Australia, uh, in Perth in particular. Um, so there's two teams in in the chance to uh, secure his services there, being Fremantle and West Coast, mm-hmm. both putting their hands up. Um, look, this kid is 199 centimetres tall, 100 kilos, <laughs> Ruckman, 20 years of age, uh, his future superstar. Um, so both, both these teams would really want to secure his services, being a Ruckman. What it'll mean is that Melbourne will have to take a few of their early draft picks off them, mm-hmm. um, which basically affects the whole competition, doesn't it? It's, it's a domino effect for everyone. So one player moving and requesting to go home upsets the apple cart for the whole AFL. Yeah, well, but this is what I love about a, a system that has trades and, and a draft, you know what I mean? That's what keeps it kind of exciting and, and it also – Good teams are able to reload. I think if they go to, they look at West, who are going to be watching Rioli mm. walk out the door soon. Um, you know, they'll probably want to get a big name over there, and it could be yep. pretty exciting when you go from being, you know, really in the chase this year, um, right up there at the top, and then getting a whole bunch of draft picks afterwards. I mean, that's a great result 
considering, you know, so chance to reload. Now, stay with us uh, because after a short break, we're going to be talking NRL and boxing, which in Australia are essentially the same thing, it would say. (laughs) (laughs) If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Okay, let's have a look at the greatest game of all. It is the NRL. We are heating up with finals at the moment. And, look, we'll kick things off with the lighter news. A little bit, not as controversial, but it is a bit of a loophole that the Roosters are looking at at the moment when it comes to Jarabaria Hargraves and his suspension. He and Tom Burgess got the largest suspensions from that game that you were at, the South Roosters Mm, game. Yep. And uh, it has now been revealed that he can choose when he gets to serve this suspension, whether it is the opening rounds of the NRL season next year or if he wants to start next year at the beginning, he can just serve them for the Kiwis who are playing in a World Cup. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it'd be an interesting conversation wouldn't it, with Nick Politis and Jared saying, okay, Jared, here's your two options. <laughs> you want to play for the Roosters again? <laughs> serve, your, serve out your suspension in the World Cup with, with mm. New Zealand, and that's what he'll do. Um, it's a huge loophole, isn't it? If you look at South now, uh, they're going to lose a key player, but yeah, so he'll 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 serve that out in the in the in the World Cup, and he'll. I'm be surprised re- that he would serve it out in the World Cup. If I'm being honest, um, reckon? I reckon uh, New Zealand. You're sitting there. You've got an opportunity there. New Zealand are quite a competitive side. Australia's going to be, you would think, slightly less competitive than usual as players start to split out to their other nations. It surprises me that he would go. I'm not going to go and play for my country so I can play what are, quite honestly, pointless rounds at the beginning of the season. It's a 26-round competition. Jared lives in Mossman, so I dare say he's got a decent-sized mortgage. And um, I, and I think he'd want another one, maybe two years if he can out of the Roosters. I, th- I thought he was gone at the start of this year. Um, he had a pretty oh, good season. I, I, I don't think that him saying that he'll serve it early next year means that they're going to keep him anyway, if I'm yeah, being honest. I, yeah. I could see any NRL club, especially any of the Sydney clubs, would gladly take where Hargraves mm. on. You're not telling me the Tigers who will pay overs to get him over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. got options. I just It's surprising to me that a, uh, you know, a guy that's so synonymous with that Kiwis side would be like, I'll serve my suspension in the mm. World Cup. It's fascinating to me, that one. Uh, Tom Burgess, you did mention him there. He won't be playing uh, yeah. for South this weekend, and they would definitely need him. Big, big bopper off the bench that's important to their side. And Souths are rightfully so, in my book, taking aim at the double standard of the NRL. Um, not only because we just what we just heard with Maria Hargraves, but we've got Taylor and May training yeah. and getting ready to play in two weeks' time. Uh, what the NRL has basically said, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Shano, but they've told me that if you uh, hit a player on the field, you shouldn't mm-hmm. play rugby league next week. But if you hit a punter on the in public, come on in. Slice it's, up it's, your boots. Let's go. It's a joke, isn't it? It's, it's double joke. standards. And look, I, I think what Tom Burgess did in that match, I thought he should have been sent off. But yeah. saying that, there's double standards here. It's it's not fair on, on the South um, supporters and the, and the South Football Club. Uh, that the fact that Taylor May can, can be suiting up, ready to play, 
it just goes against, there's a prejudice against some clubs in the NRL. And we mentioned this about the AFL, how they have the precedent yeah. system that they quite heavily lean on that gets players off and, and continue to play. Well, the NRL and Volandis himself, it came right out of his mouth that it was about, you know, we didn't want to rob the fans ahead of the finals. <laughs> yeah, That was his wording. It's on video. Yeah. They put it out on social media, which the moment I saw was like, what a dumb move that you've yep. just done there. Because if the NRL judiciary has any kind of substance to it, that should have been a, a capable and uh, a capable defence and a fair defence for Tom Burgess to be like, well, this is what you did for Taylor May. That's going to be my defence at the judiciary. Our fans yeah, want think, to see me out there playing. Yeah, and I think too the fact that, as we mentioned at the start, that that game was a, a pure bash up between two teams. You know, mm. Souths are going to need every bit of you, uh, bit of force and 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 effort from every player in the next match, and uh, they could really do with a Tom Burgess. Yeah, and uh, Souths have also, you know, they're obviously in the news a bit at the moment. Latrell Mitchell is oh. copping it right now, um, and I love how he's embracing it. I love mm. that Latrell has come so far from a player who people might forget. He was very close to stepping away from the game for the amount mm. of scrutiny, whether you think it's just or not. I think a lot of it was unjust. Um, the attacks that he would cop from a lot of the talking heads in rugby league. And I, I wanted to bring up this story with you, Shana, because it annoys me this is that, you know, all the talking heads at the moment should be covering the topic we just covered two seconds ago, the double Correct. standard that is robbing yep. players from playing this weekend while Penrith get their player back. But instead, they want to bang on about a guy who they want to accuse of milking, right? He's milking all these penalties. Yeah. The real story about Latrell Mitchell from the weekend is the absolute blinder that he had Yep. against the Roosters. It's not about him sitting down and taking a knee briefly to play the ball because he copped a hit to their head. He wasn't involved in a tackle that caused a send-off and he wasn't involved in a tackle that caused a judiciary hearing at all. He was so far removed from what was an absolute bash fest on the weekend, yet they want to bang on about a small little bit of milking. And the, the thing I found so unbelievable from Kent and the team on that 360 show <laughs> was they wanted to say, the Roosters don't do that. They don't bloody do that, and that's the type of style of footy they play. Let's go through the tape, boys, because I can 100% guarantee you I will find so many milking penalties out of that team from that game and many games before. It's a double standard. Are they unfair on Latrell? I think they are, and I think they uh, pronounce Kent's name wrong every every week <laughs> on that show. But, um, look, I, I think Latrell Mitchell, to me, is someone, um, if you looked at the 26 players out there, starting players, he, he was the best player by by the length of the field. He, mm. he was he was amazing. And I tell you what, it, whether I was going for the Roosters out there versus South, but when he was kicking those goals from the sideline and then when it, the ball was sailing over the post and he turned around to all the Roosters supporters <laughs> and just put his arms up, that was Bloody good to watch. It was yeah. it was really good theatre, and uh, he's a superstar of the game. And I agree. Um, Kicking him, kick him when he's down, but uh, the, the cream rises to the top. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I I loved that press conference he did. Mm. I think it was it was so good to see someone so honest and and someone so confident for a guy that we probably didn't associate that with. Not even not even more than a year ago when he was copying abuse last time from the media. Let's get into boxing, which has the NRL spin tomorrow night. Your favourite player and boxer oh. in the world is going to be taking on two people at the same time. I'm not going to say boxers. They're actually just two dads that for some reason are deciding to go into a boxing <laughs> ring. Um, a radio host and a guy that, I don't know, what's he doing, running a lawnmower business? Justin Hodges and Ben Hannett will be fighting Gallon <laughs> tomorrow night. 
night in Brisbane. Gal's comments at the press conference, though, have caused a stir. Paul Gallen just does my head in. He's just a grub. He's a grub of a person. I've never wanted a Queenslander to punch a New South Welshman's head in more <laughs> than I want Justin Hodges to deck Paul Gallen. I just the, the comments about like bringing the kids into it. Make sure you kiss your kids goodnight. And now, what what if he actually does? Something does happen to Justin Hodges. Like, that is just a horrific comment. You, you're, you're in a, a combat sport where people do have serious injuries and people have died in the past. It's just a dumb, dumb comment from a bloke who just used to give me the shits for years how he would lose all his state of origins as captain and walk away like he was a legend he did, did nothing wrong and blame everyone else. I just think he's a... Not a great human being, this bloke. Well, uh, you'll be. I'm guessing you're going to be watching the fight then uh, on Wednesday night. <laughs> no, no chance I'd pay one cent to watch him. Mate, I agree. I wouldn't pay a cent, not just because of the gallon thing. I am sick and tired yep. of what Rose is putting on. Of yep. boxing. We've had a great year this year with some, you know, the uh, we had like Sue having some good fights as well and uh, like a couple of great Aussie boxing fights. But I'm really over the let's drag two ex-NRL players out for Gallon, who by all accounts is a decent enough professional boxer, right? But Justin Hodges isn't. Mm. It is an absolute joke. Ben Hannett does breakfast radio on the Gold Coast. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the real boxing is actually going to be taking place in December, though, because Anthony Joshua has apparently accepted terms to Tyson Fury and to fight in a heavyweight bout in December on the 3rd, and this will be the 125th time this year that Tyson Fury has come out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> His name's John Farnham, not yeah. Tyson Fury. Um, look, I, I think Anthony Joshua uh, is a supreme athlete, although he's lost the last couple of fights. Um, Tyson Fury's offered him 40% of the purse, um, so he will take it. This is going to be a big number. I will tune into that one. All right, before we wrap up, Shano, you got a uh, nice little war story for us, this time with a baseballer. Yeah, well, his name was Mikey Young, and he oh, was yeah. an Amer- his American Triple uh, A player and um, a major league baseball coach. He became oh. the Australian cricket team's uh, fielding coach for many years. Um, there's many stories about him calling Shane Warne Warno and that sort of stuff, which I've told before on the show. But <laughs> the story I want to tell about him today, Mikey Young, he would walk around the ground when we were fielding in his sort of baseball cleats, <laughs> and he'd be chewing tobacco, and he'd be down on one knee, so he's he's left elbow would be leaning on his left knee and sort of watching the game with his baseball hat turned aside, chewing tobacco, but didn't say much. And then he came into the changer at the end of the day's play and said to Ricky Ponting, hey, Rico, why do you walk in every ball? And we've been never told or asked the question, why do we actually walk in in the field? And Ricky goes, oh, well, that's a good question, actually. I walk in, I've been doing it my whole life, but I walk in to, I suppose, get some momentum and try and uh, potentially run a batsman out. He says, so you're talking about deception, Ricky? He said, yeah. He said, only one problem, Ricky, you do it every fucking ball. Where's the deception in that? <laughs> and it was really good advice that no one had ever looked at yeah. our game that simply and, and told us why the hell we were walking in 10 metres over 100 overs. We're walking 10 kilometres. We don't need to be walking. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. I've always fasc- been fascinated by what baseballers would think of cricket because they mm. are essentially, you know, I feel like they're cousins to each other. When it comes to sports, you know the Ameri- it's the Americans' yeah. version of of the cricket like a game. That like you know there are some ways, there's some similarities. I mean, obviously batting you wouldn't take from them, but the the it's like fascinating. You should be more baseballers out there teaching us how to throw in from the outfield. Definitely, mate. He was a, he's a good man, Mikey Young. Locked a beer and a scotch as well. 
Well, that's it for afternoon sport today, so make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.